Hi there, Kyle Non-Alcoholic Beerman here, and Matt and I are so excited that Not Another Baptist Podcast is sponsored by the Christian Standard Bible. Matt and I both use the CSB in our daily devotions and in our preaching, and we would encourage you to check them out at csbible.com to learn more about a translation that is faithful and true. That's enough of that. Let's hit that guitar riff. Welcome to the train wreck. This is not another Baptist podcast, a podcast exploring church revitalization, church planting, and other Southern Baptist goodies for your ear holes. Today, we continue our series through Mark Clifton's Reclaiming Glory by looking at the need to reach young men. But first, the pleasantries. I'm Matt Hensley, pastor of Mayhill Baptist in Mayhill, New Mexico. I'm joined as always by Kyle, non-alcoholic beerman of First Baptist Church in Alamogordo. We're both pastoring wonderful churches in southern New Mexico, wading through the waters of church revitalization, and are glad you pulled up a chair and joined us as we share a little bit about what we're learning through all of our successes and a good deal of our failures. And we always hope that you leave encouraged. And so Kyle, how's the fam? Awesome. So I don't know if I've shared yet. I know we shared a couple episodes where I talked about our son Noah's Lego League. Yes, we've heard all okay. about the Lego. All right. So they advanced, and we are now preparing for uh, the Razorback Invitational in Fayetteville, Arkansas, at the University of Arkansas, at the end of May. So we're we're gearing up. They're going to go and um, do the whole their whole competition and and presentation and everything there in in Arkansas. So I've never been to Arkansas. So I will seriously. I'll be able, yeah, seriously, I've never been. Yeah. So I'll, I'll get to check that one off my list. And Everybody's related. And, and, <laughs> I've I've heard that Fayetteville's really gorgeous. Do you want to know a funny story? My mom, uh, my mom and dad just celebrated eight. Or uh, no, no, she's is celebrating eighty years. Okay. Of life, they're celebrating sixty years of marriage. Or recently <laughs> did. And uh, she posted on Facebook uh, how she had met this little cowboy, Wayne Hensley, some 60 years ago. And he found her without any shoes in Arkansas <laughs> and married her as soon as he could. And, and they lived happily ever after. And so that has been the longstanding joke is that when she was in Arkansas, she never had shoes. Okay. Uh, but that has come full circle. Uh-huh. And my mom has taught my wife something that I don't like. And that is that she will go out and buy a new pair of shoes. You know, that, that's somewhat normal for ladies to sure. do. Sure. And what she does, because my dad is very particular about the money that is spent and so forth, she slides it under the bed. And she leaves it there for a few months. She brings it out. Dad or her, her hubby will see this box of new shoes or whatever and say, hey, did you get some new shoes? And she said, no, I've had them for a while. <laughs> that's, that's, she taught my wife that. That's pretty smart. It is smart. That's but smart. That's evil. That's so, evil. So anyway, yeah, so, so that's coming up. And then my daughter, I feel like I've been talking a lot about my son because he did Lego League and then he did basketball. Um, and our daughter's getting ready to do soccer. So this is a new experience. I've never done soccer. Jonathan Howe will be all I've over done, that. Man, I've done Little League, um, done, done basketball. I've never done soccer before. I've coached it once. So. Worst experience of my entire <laughs> life was three-year-old soccer. It's like herding little chickens running around. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah so we'll have, to, we'll have to bring Jonathan back on to get to discuss for football. Yes, t- <laughs> tips. <laughs> Football. football, not football. not American football. That Primarily, is, yeah. <laughs> to, well, and and also to discuss um, how to be a Baptist soccer parent, 
All right, because I've seen I've seen Jonathan. You get cuss a, little, a lot. Get right? a, <laughs> I'll leave that. Start to John. screaming at the I'll, coach. I'll leave, I'll leave that to screaming Jonathan at the ref. To, what do you do? You call them refs? Are they refs? I, yeah, I think they're refs. So yeah, but we'll we'll leave that to Jonathan. To to, to, to <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, folks. So, uh, but. Stop Sorry. talking. My turn. Uh, my family is doing awesome. Uh, school is going great. Uh, we uh, we just got back from uh, actually uh, from Dallas Fort Worth, a little round trip surprise trip to celebrate yeah, mom that. and dad's uh, anniversary and all of that. And I mean, that uh, was a that was like a, a down and back. Literally, literally. And yeah. my dad chewed me out for it. It oh. was amazing. And uh, we we left at about five forty five in the morning. Showed up about four thirty. Uh, that afternoon, walked in, and my dad's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, well, good to see you, too. I love you, Dad. And he's like, what What are y'all doing? I said, well, we came for Mom's birthday. You came all the way. How long are you staying? And I was like, we're leaving in the morning. He said, you what? Like, Cheat me out. So, uh, sorry, Dad, if you're listening, which he's never even turned on the TV on his own, so I can assure you he's not listening to a podcast. He'll listen but to this one now. Thing is going well. I've, uh, I'm sure Alamo is doing great. Mayhill's doing great. Uh, but enough of all of that. Let's dive into our imperative today yeah. about reaching young men. As we look at some of these imperatives, what are the must-haves for our church revitalization efforts? And uh, and so let's let's take a look at this, see what, what Mark has to say. Yeah, so this is imperative number five out of, out of Mark Clifton's book, Reclaiming Glory. And um, he, his whole point in talking about reaching young men is it simply says that in many declining churches, one of the characteristics is that they're failing to pass leadership on to the next generation. So you'll have folks that have been in their leadership roles for the past 40 years, and they're, um, but, but they're not passing that on to anybody. So um, one of the characteristics then of a replanting or revitalizing church is the absolute necessity to be raising up leaders and, and passing responsibility on. Um, and, and there's a truth that he, that he says here. He says, if you don't let young leaders lead, they will leave your church. So let's talk just a second. And we've, we've shared a lot that we're in very different contexts. You're in Mayhill, America, population 57. Uh, we're in Alamogordo, which I don't know if I've shared this or not. This is the biggest place I've ever lived at 40,000. So I mean, I'm a, I'm a Even country like boy. as a child? Oh, yeah. Okay. I yeah, know. no, I grew up in a town of about 2,500 people, a little town called Tahoka, Texas, just south of Lubbock. So it kept you out of a little trouble. Yeah. So, I, I mean, so the, the, uh, up until now, the biggest place I've ever lived was Plainview, Texas, where we went to college, and that's about 20,000. So Alamo is a big city to us, right? To this to this country boy, I mean, we're, we're in the country bar. We got, <laughs> we got we got two WalMarts. Man, it was it was like uh, Christmas had come. It was like Christmas had come here when they opened Where's up the, the second Walmart up on uh, up on Indian Wells. There's a, like we a have two WalMarts. In the t- yes, really. So there's there's big Walmart and there's a neighborhood market over on Indian Wells. <laughs> I just wow. <laughs> Matt, Matt's been in the in the area, meaning. Well, an hour away for a year now, right? Yeah. Almost a year. Yeah. And he had no idea we had a second no, Walmart. No, I didn't know we had Dude. another Walmart. So I moved here from a little town where we were 90 miles from Walmart, and all of a sudden I show up here, and they open one around the corner from my house. Like, you talk about thinking I'd arrived. We got a Starbucks and and two Walmarts. And, huh. yeah, you, you really have to go check it out. It's amazing. So <laughs> We're making a family so, <laughs> road trip to Walmart number two. So back to the back to the topic, reaching young men. So, so tell me about that in your context real quick, because you're, we're just in very different contexts. And I'll share mine, which is unique to a, maybe even 
unique to a lot of our listeners. And so I would say of, of all of these imperatives that we've been looking at, this, this is very likely our biggest weakness right okay. now. If you look at all of the, um, some of the leadership areas of our church, not, not all, all of our yeah. Sunday school teachers, at, at least in the adult side of things, or, or males, um, great, and, and not, not necessarily our oldest men, right. you know, kind of all, all over the board. Um, but both of our worship leaders, you know, they're, they're ladies. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we, we don't really have, uh, you know, aside from myself, we don't really have anybody else there um, that is being raised up that could possibly okay. do that. I'm not saying they don't need to be the worship leader by any means, right. but we don't have that on the worship side, you know, somebody. Right. Then you look at, in, in our context, um, our buildings and ground is, grounds committee is kind of that one great representation of where we need to grow in this because it is the you know five percent of our church that's doing like a hundred percent of the work in this building and ground stuff and they're all over 65 uh, or or even older than that and there is really nobody kind of next in line and so we've we've been moving in that direction we've got a couple that are kind of coming up uh the the pipe there and, and you know should be able to do that of course the other side of that is that that's usually the people that are most free to do those kinds of things during the day and, you know, paint something, you know, somebody that's working. So on, on our end, on the ministry side, we don't have a whole lot of young men that are taking on yeah. some of that ownership. And then you look at, of course, the ministry side of discipleship and so forth. That's another yeah. need uh, that we have. What so, about uh, so Elmo? Yeah, so, and, and it, it occurred to me we didn't really define what we mean by young men. Yeah, so, way to go, so, thanks. So Mark, so, so Mark Clifton will say it's 18 to 35. I'm gonna extend I'm that out. I'm gonna extend that out and say to forty. Because right? you're what? So because uh, I I will turn thirty five here okay. in about three months. So yeah, you're about to two, be an old two man. months now. Two little over two months. Well, we're so, still well under that. So yeah. So um, so I'm gonna I am I'm gonna extend that out and say eighteen to forty. Um, is you hear is that, really folks? Kyle here. disagrees with that, Mark. That's Clinton. right. That's right. I'm the, on this one point. Um, and, and that's solely because I want to be able to define myself as a young man for another five <laughs> years. Crisis. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so, again, let's talk context. So Alamogordo is an Air Force community. We've got Holloman Air Force Base here, which is one of the main industries that, that keeps Alamogordo going. So we have an abundance of the 18 to 30, for, for sure, age range. Um, and in fact, most of our growth that we've seen here at the church over the past two years, since, since I landed here in March of 2016, has been almost exclusively young couples, young families, um, just, just from the Air Force, who've, who've shown up, they're looking for a church, and they've connected. And one of the things that Mark will say here is that, you know, if you reach one young man, so if you can get a 23-year-old just by nature of those relationships, you're going to get others. And we've absolutely seen that to be true. Um, when I first landed here, we didn't have hardly anybody in that age range. We, there had been a young couple. They moved uh, just a couple months before my, my wife and I moved here. And so my prayer all along was, you know, I, I don't have clearance to get on the Air Force Base. And you can't, like, go out there and just start going door to door. But nope. they frown upon that. Yeah. So, um so my prayer when we first landed here was, God, you got to send us somebody because I can't get out there and I don't even know how to begin building relationships with the Air Force Base. So, so you just send us somebody. And about 
Um, there was a couple who their their first Sunday here was my first Sunday here, and and they they started coming pretty regularly. And then what we saw is suddenly when when other young couples visited, they weren't the only ones mm-hmm. under the age of forty, and and that that's just caught on. And um, you know now we're slowly trying to get some of them into leadership positions. Uh, we have a young couple that stepped in and are helping out with. Um, with kids, with one of our kids' Sunday school classes. Um, we have another guy and his wife who are kind of leading a Bible study for uh, Air Force folks on Sunday nights. Um, yeah, but the, I, I can see how, it, particularly in your context, I mean, because young families are not flocking to Mayhill, New Mexico, right? And, and we've, there's, there's that. We've also shared about the fact of our, our average distance from right. the church right. Ma- makes... You know, not not everything has to happen yeah. at the church, but where where I see it most um, vividly is when our older older folks are up there painting and right. fixing broken sinks or whatever it might be. Or you know, we've had some stuff done there at the parsonage, and you know, flock of you know the building and grounds folks show up and they're all older. Yeah. So grateful for them. They is, they are the backbone of our, our church. Is, is that a reflection of the community? Have you run demographics like on Mayhill to know kind of what your average age is up there? And, you know, on, on the specific Mayhill side, yeah. uh, that, that would be very, okay. very average. So your church um, reflects your community yeah, in that. But, yeah. but we, on the other hand, we also have a ton of young families that are out a little further yeah. that still come. The problem there is, again, Working class, right. you know, getting off work maybe at five or five thirty. Yeah. You're talking if they work anywhere in the vicinity of their home, they're already driving another twenty thirty minutes to get there. Yeah. Then another twenty thirty minutes to get to church, and by that time, you know, there's there's no time to get yeah. anything done and, and get back home. Well, and I would imagine even Sundays. I mean, because you're talking about folks that drive twenty thirty minutes to come to worship on Sunday mornings, yeah. twenty thirty minutes back. So by then it's you know depending on how long you preach, three o'clock. <laughs> no, but I mean it's it's one o'clock yeah. easily by the time they get home, and then are you seeing a lot of these showing back up on Sunday nights? Um, some, some some do. Yeah. We we have and and I've I've been pleasantly surprised because coming in, you know they shared how this was something we're kind of okay with considering ending, yeah. and uh, but I I shared with them I said hey if if you got one person here. I'll, I'll preach to them. I yeah. don't. I don't care. Yeah. Um, I'm right across the, the road. I'll push the same <laughs> amount of stuff into it e- either way. Um, does that mean we we have to do it? Absolutely yeah. not. But we, I said, hey, we'll we'll give it a, give it a shot. Right. And people have come and people have come back. Now we have considered since it is such a drive of maybe over time considering something akin to what we did at my last church, where everything was done there by the afternoon Mm -hmm. and so we we did the sunday school we had the worship we had a meal then we uh you know started doing a bible study that that afternoon and so that that could essentially be that evening time right but just all of that kind of carved together where everybody just says hey sunday morning i'm going to gather with mayhill baptist church and you know we're going to cover all of those bases kind of all at once instead of trying to come back or the other side is doing some of that stuff out in the Community specifically on my end on the the whole young young man uh, young man side of things of using some of those young men that I see as potential leaders as the host homes for some mm-hmm. of those things so that in 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 essence they're kind of becoming a leader 
in some sense, before they're necessarily ready to be a, a leader, where I can come alongside and, and help them get some of those things going, and they can start leading right then and, and see their need to, to be a part of that. Yeah. And, and let's be real clear. So we're not talking about reaching young men to the neglect of women and children, right? What? Uh, so, I'm so just kidding. <laughs> so, um, but here's what I've seen in my ministry. If you reach the kids, uh, a lot of parents are very content to drop their kids off Mm-hmm. And particularly when it comes to either, you know, I know you guys do like a Tuesday night kids ministry or a Wednesday night kids ministry. Um, a, a lot of families can begin to see that as, oh, hey, this is two hours free babysitting, right? So yeah. I'm going to drop the kids off and, and then we'll go do our thing. And, and even I've seen some, if you, if you're, if a church does a good job of reaching the wife, the, the, the husband's still content. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to stay home. You know, you, yeah, y'all can go. This can be your thing. This will be my man night. But man, if you reach the husband, or you reach the father, he's going to get his family to church, right? I, I'm trying to think through, I, I can think through the years I've been in ministry, tons of wives and moms who came to church yeah. by themselves. Yeah. I have a much harder time coming up, man, who, who are the men who are coming to church by themselves? And it's not to say it doesn't happen, but it's much more rare. It's just typically as, as dad goes... You know, right. the family yeah, knows. absolutely. And, and so we, and, you know, in, in some sense, as a pastor goes, so is the church goes. I sure. mean, we see that model. And, uh, and so that, that's, that's a good distinction to make. We're, we're by no means saying that we don't care no, about women no, 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 or no, children no, no, or anything no, no. else. Not at all. The, this, this focus being, you know, essentially if you can reach, in, in some sense, the hardest to reach member of that family. Right. Kids are generally going to be a little easier. Yep. Uh, wives are, are going to be supportive of, of the right. kids, that kind and, of a thing. And that's not to say that, like, kids... I'm thinking about how I want to say this. The, the, kids, the kids can't be um, a pathway to reaching the parents. Um, but, and this, this is going to be a topic for a whole other day, but just the, the lack of fatherhood that we're yeah. experiencing in our, in our churches, in our nation as a whole, and all the, the, you know, we joke about this being a train wreck, but really the train wreck of statistics yeah. that follow fatherlessness. And if you reach a man with the gospel, we can help buffer a lot of that and create not just not just strong local churches but strong families as well so all right man you got closing thoughts i got a couple okay the first is this we thank you for joining us today (laughs) (laughs) no seriously we know that there are a billion other things uh you could be doing and uh and perhaps you're probably wishing you had done uh but you took the time to listen to this dumpster fire today we hope that it was helpful Maybe brought some ideas to your mind of, of some focuses you need to make in your ministries or, or consider maybe shifting a little bit, but most importantly, brought a little encouragement as you wind down the week. And if you haven't yet, subscribe to us on iTunes, whatever podcast feed you use. Visit www.notanotherbaptistpodcast.com or on Facebook under our name, Not Another Baptist Podcast, or over on Twitter at NAB underscore podcast. But until next time, may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare. (laughs) Yeah, worst ending ever. Have a wonderful day. God bless. God bless, guys.